Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. I can tell you, Jumma ka bin aya, Jumma ka barakat aya, and who brought Jumma this morning? He's from the Tafelberg, from a caper of the Good Hope, and he's someone uh, that resonates uh, beautifully on the platforms of a Sirius FM uh, Farmin Stereo. Our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Mufti Sahib, uh, Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this uh, beautiful morning? Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi Ta'ala wa Barakatuh. MashaAllah, Shafat. Our listeners out there, Jazakumullah Khair. Indeed, a beautiful uh, Jumu'ah morning in this beautiful, blessed month of uh, Rajab. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our good deeds. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us also. Jazakumullah Khair. Absolutely, Mufti Sam. Your questions have been flying through and Yusuf say, hey, look at that screen. It's overflowing like it's flying. Lucky, you know, we've got that uh, new screen, that Samsung curve screen, uh, Mufti Sam. So it can't <laughs> fall off the screen. <laughs> We're really enjoying that. Uh, uh, your questions have come through. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti. Indian Muslims are discriminated uh, against once, uh, once more uh, with uh, the hijab ban. Please comment. Hey, the Indians are making masala of this whole issue, Mufti Saab. Yes, uh, sadly, Shafat, you remember not too long ago also, uh, we saw that uh, p- p- people of Assam and also Kashmiri Indians uh, being discriminated in uh, fought against, you know. So all of these things are happening here, and we know that the BJP party is behind all of this. Uh, but they, of course, have an inbred hatred against uh, the Muslim Ummah, against the Muslims. So uh, we need to speak out against this. You know, yes, people will be commenting and saying, what are these uh, uh, students doing there in the first place without their their mahrams, etc. So that needs to be addressed as well. So sometimes we invite the anger and curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, then uh, we only have ourselves to blame at the end of the day. So, but nevertheless, uh, be as it may Shafat, that we need to voice out our opinions. Uh, it will start as a hijab ban, and then after that, uh, they will, uh, uh, you know, attack the Muslims again. There's already been reports of uh, certain uh, scholars being attacked and uh, certain students being attacked also just for wearing uh, the hijab. So all of that uh, we need to condemn. Uh, very, very strong and send out a strong message uh, to India that we will boycott you and we will not uh, buy goods from you and uh, we will take this globally, inshallah. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, assalamu alaikum. Uh, old age homes in uh, Islam, uh, please uh, give Islamic ruling. What is said uh, that today uh, more and more old age homes are being opened and opening days uh, of old age homes are held. My concern as a Muslim community are we driving the right behavior? Jazakallah. I think we're getting worse intoxicated. Uh, sadly, Shafat, I cannot comprehend or fathom for a second that a person would uh, put his or her uh, parents in an old age home. That is beyond me, and I think that is beyond uh, any uh, normal Muslim also, that there will always be some family member that will take care of another uh, family member, especially your parents, your Jannah, is at the feet of your mother. Your father sacrificed his entire life uh, nurturing you and go working for you and bringing you up and giving you the best uh, that was actually uh, capable uh, during his lifetime, you know. So how could you at this age 
because of some uh, sort of uh, uh, perhaps an argument or perhaps your wife don't like your parents or vice versa, take them and put them into an old age home. Yes, we can never ever condone that, you know, yeah, and, and, and neither are we saying that we cannot uh, build old age homes. In some instances, uh, uh, an old age home uh, would be necessary if there's no one to take care of a senior because there's people and caregivers that will look good after that person, but putting a person or putting your parents and taking them out from their homes or from their houses or from your place and putting them in an old age home because uh, they become senior or unbearable according to you. You cannot take care of them. What do you think in life will happen to you when you get old? Whatever you do to your parents in, 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 in your life that your children will do to you once you get old, you must remember that you know what to do unto others. So uh, shame on those children who take their parents and put them into old age homes. I feel sorry for you the day when you get old. You know, your Jannah, your Barakat, your Rahmat, your blessings is uh, there that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed. The obedience of Allah, Allah is linked to your parents. And yeah, this is how you show appreciation to them for what they did to you in your life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us there. G. Zakallah for that, Mufti Sahib, they say in Urdu, JC Karni. My son is in the red sports team at school. What is the ruling on wearing red for boys? Any any color that uh, we normally associate with females, uh, saffron, uh, red, yellow, etc. You know, that will be macro. It will be reprehensible. It will be disliked uh, for boys uh, to wear. We don't want to bring them up, in, especially in our society today, uh, today where everything has become sort of unisex and uh, the metro men and the metro female, etc. And everything becomes norm. Islam has its own uh, laws, rules, and regulations. And uh, we have the beautiful Sunnah of Rasulullah as well. You know, so in this case, we would say that it is macro for a boy uh, to wear it, especially if it resembles uh, those type of of clothing uh, which are the females are wearing G. like uh, Liverpool yeah, uh, for well, example uh, <laughs> Shabbat, and don't forget your Manchester as well I, I tell you you know what uh, Yusuf uh, Mufti Saab definitely has telepathy with me I was just saying most Salah is listening to you this morning says uh, Mufti what clothes do I wear now I put a green one or a black one <laughs> that is no Salah not most Salah you get most Salah you get no Salah also <laughs> Uh, I tell you, absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, Mufti, this question says, uh, uh, Mufti, <laughs> is uh, Mufti Brian Smith affiliated to any of the Ulama organizations? Definitely he's not affiliated with Man United and uh, and Liverpool. Mufti Saab. <laughs> uh, I'm not affiliated to any organization uh, at this point in my life. I prefer to do my own things. Yes, we take sure from a senior ulama across the globe, etc. And we listen to advisors and we're always open to, to taking advice also. But uh, affiliation in the sense of affiliation to any of, of uh, our ulama fraternities and bodies out there now that we are independent uh, organization. We are, uh, we're independent uh, ulama body as well. We have our own ulama and us, all our students, our graduates. Alhamdulillah, we have graduates from across the globe as well, you know. So uh, in that way, we produce ulama, so it wouldn't be uh, becoming and befitting for us now to align ourselves with any particular ulama body or any uh, ulama fraternity out there. There's so much infighting, character assassination, uh, blame and this and that, you know. So it's best to, to remain independent at this point in time and still continue to do the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of our abilities, G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab. What's the ruling on cooking special meals on the 22nd of Rajab? Cook sisters, 
um, breedies <laughs> and snook and chips. <laughs> yes, you know, that is, uh, has absolutely nothing to do with Islam. It is an innovation uh, that uh, the Shia has concocted, you know, so we shouldn't, uh, of course, confuse it with uh, Islamic and Muslim teachings. Uh, they do it uh, because uh, they celebrate something against uh, Hazrat Zedina Muawiyah, uh, radiallahu ta'ala an. So uh, Muslims shouldn't fall to these type of things. You'll see now social me- media will become a buzz now with messages saying that uh, it is Sunnah, it is this, it is that. It is all fabrications and lies upon uh, the Sunnah, upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muslims should uh, refrain from such things. Ji. Zakallah for that, Mufti Sahaba. Tennis ace uh, Novak Djokovic uh, took a stance against vaccines. Why can't our locals do the same? Hey, they are... They don't have the bucks like a Djokovic, uh, most of them, Mufti. <laughs> yes, and then I remember also his mother gave him the, the, the most apt name because if you read his name that it's uh, abbreviated, it's Novak, meaning no vaccine. And then, of course, Djokovic, uh, meaning a joke <laughs> of which, you know, so he's making a joke of which. So, yes, he took a stance. <laughs> he has millions also. And, of course, uh, he's, he's got other interests as well. But what I read about him is he said that uh, uh, putting down uh, principles, laying the foundations of the principles that a person stands on is more important than titles and grand slams and money, etc. So, of course, he's a person of principle, according to him, you know, and he has refused the vaccine despite uh, being denied entry into the French uh, Open and Wimbledon and all these other uh, tennis tournaments uh, that is uh, coming now in the possible future. He doesn't uh, see himself being part of that just because of refusal uh, of taking uh, the vaccine. So, yes, our uh, people out here also, they have their own uh, decisions to make. Whatever decision a person takes, you will have to live with it. You take it and uh, something happens, you will have to live with it. And uh, if you're lucky and nothing happens to you, then also that is your choice, G. Well said there, Mufti Sahab. Assalamu alaikum. Can a creditor request a loan repayment according to the current inflation rate? We cannot, you know, uh, many people I have uh, complained actually uh, uh, said that uh, they borrowed people uh, money some years ago and because of the depreciation of the currency uh, that they feel they're going to uh, lose out when it is a repayment time. So 20 years ago when you gave a thousand rand, that is most probably worth about 200 bucks now. But nevertheless, any uh, additional uh, charges that you uh, have added, uh, in this case, uh, based on the fluctuation of currencies, etc., that will be deemed as interest, it will be deemed as usually, and it is completely haram in Islam. You can only take back the principal loan that you have loaned or borrowed to a person, irrespective of uh, when it happened, you can only take back that amount of money. Anything else will be considered as interest, G. Yeah, I'm very interested, Mufti Saab, when you talk. Uh, my Christian father left us some money and property for me in his will. What is the ruling, Mufti Saab? Uh, it is not uh, permissible for, for non-Muslims to inherit from Muslims, and uh, neither is it uh, permissible for uh, Muslims to inherit from non-Muslim people. Uh, that is according to the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, So uh, in that case, it is not permissible. Uh, whatever has been uh, stipulated uh, for the heirs from the estate of uh, your late father, and he died uh, being a Christian or uh, any of the other denominations out there, he will have to let it go. It can go to his other heirs who are not Muslim, uh, perhaps. They can inherit it, but uh, that money uh, is not befitting for you. It doesn't become you to take that money also. You will have to leave it just so, G. Now, Bufti Sabah, with Ramadan starting soon, uh, will it be permissible to take uh, contraceptives for to skip uh, my menses, uh, Mufti? Uh, permissibility is one thing, you know, uh, yes, it is permissible, of course, just like it is permissible for a person, a uh, female going on Hajj, 
to take uh, contraception or contraceptives uh, to stop or to prevent her from uh, experiencing her monthly menses. But uh, Shafat, you know, that is a natural cycle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in a person. See, we, we don't want to mess with uh, something that is natural. Even now, like the immune system and the vaccines, the same thing. There will always be repercussions. There will always be problems later on in life, you know. So messing with the system, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, uh, but that is not always advisable. So if you have seek uh, or you want to seek medical advice before or prior uh, to taking these uh, type of measures, then speak to a Muslim upright straight doctor who can advise you accordingly. Otherwise, uh, that uh, Allah has made it so that if you must, if you this in the month of Ramadan, no problem, you can pay it in after Ramadan also, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, can we attend uh, Sira lectures uh, given by those who uh, contradicted the Sunnah? Mufti? Uh, I, I don't think uh, any person need, uh, needs uh, intelligence uh, uh, to be able to understand uh, that, uh, Shafat, you know, you're not going to take your deen from people who do not represent Islam in its true pristine form. So that the deen is in amanat, you know, so every one of us, it is incumbent upon us that we need to, to see who we take our religion from, who we take our Islam from. There's many people out there portraying to be scholars, etc. And uh, they're living completely different lifestyles as to what Islam wants uh, them to live. You know, they're going contrary to the Sunnah, contrary to the teachings of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yet they're giving bombastic bayans to entice the people, to capture the people, to capture the hearts of the people. Uh, and, and their lives is also void of the Sunnah. So in this case, it would be better than not to attend uh, because these scholars do not uh, really represent what Islam is representing here. Okay, Mufti Saab, this question says, my son has to bow down uh, to his sensei in karate classes. Is this allowed? Hey, bowing Manakushi. down. I'm telling Manakushi. you, uh, Shafat, you know, that uh, all these uh, characters and uh, these things they see in, in movies, etc., and uh, having grown up with karate and all these uh, but, uh, famous people out there. Nevertheless, it is makru, it is reprehensible to bow down uh, to any leader, to any uh, known person, to any famous person, etc. That, uh, that resembles ruku. So when a person uh, bows down, is actually uh, imitating the action of ruku, which uh, is only uh, reserved for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beautiful uh, salah that Allah has permitted us to do, you know. So that's why the ulama, they've stated that it is makru for a person to bow down in front of any person, leave and reserve that for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Explain to your sensei that this is uh, against Islamic teachings and also tell him in illustrative why is it against Islamic teachings because it resembles the ruku. Uh, Mufti Saab, should a person remove his uh, contact lenses when making ablution? Uh, that's a very difficult thing to do, Shafat, and it's unnecessary to leave unnecessary difficulty. So, uh, for the validity of wudu, one is not required to wash the inside of his ear or of his eyes, and neither is one, uh, 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 you know, it's neither recommended for him to take out his contact lenses because then you'll have to put it in again and can go lost, etc. All of these type of things. You are required to wash the outside of your eyelids. That is what is required for your wudu to become and remain valid. Not the inside of your eyes. You can keep in your contact lenses and take wudu and your wudu will be valid and thus your salah will be valid also. Uh, Mufti Sama, can a man propose to more than one woman at, at the same time? Yes, you can do that. But remember, there's uh, something that is called principles and something, uh, you know, that it, it should be morally uh, correct to do also. 
Now you're going on hunting uh, for females and you come across two or three and you want to propose at the same time. That make istikhara, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't break the feelings of anyone. Don't break the hearts of, of anyone you know. You don't want that to do and to happen to your daughters one day. So do it in a beautiful manner, inshallah. That remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted, uh, you know, polygamy, that, uh, but uh, it is not compulsory. So if you have the means to do so uh, and you, you can uphold justice, etc., then of course, by all means, you can do so. If not, uh, then one is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the same verse, uh, that is uh, uh, then better for you to do so, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, what percentage uh, should a tax uh, zakat collector receive? Hey, Yusuf, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Mufti, <laughs> it's almost, what percentage? I'm telling you, it's almost Ramadan now, so all these zakat questions and collectors, etc., they will be going on uh, doing their rounds, you know, collecting, soliciting funds, etc. So we discourage uh, the organizations paying a percentage. What we uh, normally want to tell them is uh, that... Uh, it is better than for them, for the organization to stipulate a wages shafat. Because now, for instance, if a person goes out today and he doesn't earn for the next two, three days, there'll be no funds income for him. But if they've agreed upon a wages, etc., then he knows at least he, at the, the work that he does, he will be uh, compensated for that at the end of uh, the month, you know. So leave uh, this percentage of uh, things. I've heard stories that people take up to 30, 40% also just for doing that. So what will be uh, left of your of your donation at the end of the day. If you give a thousand bucks, that means uh, 400 bucks will be going into that person's uh, pocket. So rather, it is best then for that person to take a salary G. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of them will be lining up for the job now and said, hey, I'm going to cover up for the whole year. Sad, Mufti Saab, but this is the reality. And there's so many, you know, what is the punishment of those uh, that make money out of uh, this as a pretext of, you know, doing a DD service? But they're actually doing a pocket service, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, that is a fire of jihadam. In fact, yesterday I was teaching the students in Bukhari. It is mentioned that uh, whosoever takes this money without uh, uh, actually having a genuine need for that, you know, it has not been allocated for him. So that person is eating fire. And uh, that fire, of course, is only here in this world. The real fire is still waiting for him in the year after. So he will stand in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will be answerable for every cent, every dime he's taken uh, from uh, those people's money. You know, he's consuming fire and he's feeding his family fire also. Yes, sir, Mufti Sahaba. Oh, Mufti, will the angel of death be slaughtered on Qiyamah Day? Uh, powerful question there, Mufti. It is a powerful question, yes. Uh, that angel responsible for taking the souls of every uh, creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained death upon, he will be called on the day of Qiyamah in front of the creation, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn him into a ram with a few spots or a type of sheep, you know. And then uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the announcer, will call the Ahl al-Jannah, all people of Jannah, and they will look, and Allah will call the people of Jannah as well, and they will look, and then uh, death will be slaughtered in front of them, upon which uh, the people of Jannah will exclaim that eternity is so no death afterwards. And the people of Jahannam, they'll be very, very sad because they rather prefer to be dead uh, than to burn in the blazing fire of Jahannam. So even uh, uh, death himself will face uh, an end, and he will face uh, demise. You know why? Because al baqa wahda. Because eternity is only for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So it's a very lengthy uh, hadith. You know, it comes in a Bukhari, it comes in Muslim as well. That uh, where it is mentioned that he will be uh, slaughtered on the day of Tiyamaji. Uh, this question says, uh, Mufti Saba, what if I know of certain unscrupulous uh, religious leaders uh, that are collecting money 
and enriching themselves. Who do I spread them to? Hey, that's a killer question, Mufti Saab. That, unfortunately, we do not have a supreme authority here in South Africa where you can lodge a complaint uh, or complaint against, you know. So you will have to take matters in your own hand. You will have to speak some to some senior uh, authoritative uh, ulama that uh, can, of course, summon this person in and uh, give him good counsel also and uh, reprimand him for abusing uh, public funds or funds. Uh, You know, yes, things happen. Uh, Shafat, we read about it uh, in the newspapers. Or we see uh, social media messages going around. These people get exposed. You know, people who other people uh, with hard money or umrah money or badrasa money, etc. Uh, anything and everything. You don't need a letter of recommendation. You can ask the director and go to home salary to people are legit before giving. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, looking at this question, says, uh, Dear Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum. The name Yasmin means uh, jasmine. Uh, Wardha means uh, rose. Wardha, yeah, means rose. What uh, is wrong if a child uh, is named Rose or Lily? Uh, from a concerned grandmother. Can you hear that other auntie saying, yeah, my domestic's name is a rose also. Uh, Mufti Saab, uh, your comment. Yes, you see, that is uh, the English equivalent of the Arabic name. So, uh, because Arabic names, uh, it is permissible, and uh, we've seen from the Sunnah as well, and the Sahaba, they all had Arabic names, Persian names, etc. So, in other places like America, people keep their the English uh, names equivalent, you know, so as long as the name is a good meaning, then there's no harm in that. But you want to be as close to Islam as possible, even when it comes to giving names, because Rasulullah used to change the name of certain people and he used to give them uh, better names. So uh, it, it doesn't really matter if you want to keep the English equivalent or uh, the, the Arabic could be more suitable then, because now if you call a person a rose, uh, that, uh, you will create some sort of doubt and uncertainty as to whether this person is really Muslim or not, because you don't want to have the name rose and then you look like a rose completely exposed there outside, no covering, no hijab, no headgear, nothing. Also, so it starts off with a simple thing like a name, and then of course later on in life a person will, will bring other changes which will be detrimental to that person's uh, Islam. So be careful when we emulate and who we follow regarding these issues. G. Yeah, be careful, eh, Yusuf, Rose or Jolene. What's the other name? Hey, Angeline. <laughs> Don't keep that. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> hey, Mufti is laughing because in Cape, hey, Halad, all the names, hey. They have their cousin's name, Angeline, Jolene, and so forth. Uh, Mufti Saab, you were absolutely mashallah this morning. Your parting words? Hey, Jazakallah, Shifat. You know, yes, we're gearing up now for Juma. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our efforts, all our sacrifices. Allah protect us all our day. Jazakallah, khairah, jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Absolutely brilliant there, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. And to all our listeners, a big jazakallah khaira to you, you and you for contributing uh, this morning. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.